When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Reality Radio for a really great future. We're talking real money. Well, welcome to Talking Real Money, the podcast. I'm Don, along with Tom. Yes, we're doing another duo show because we had so much fun doing it yesterday that we're going to do it all over again today, but we're going to do it on a different topic. Uh, and we've got we've got the topic, literally, I think everyone in America has been waiting for. Everyone. My son even said, my son never listens to my podcasts, but. <laughs> Which son does? Come yeah. on. Mine doesn't yeah. either. But back. it's funny. I just was FaceTiming with him because we don't see each other because of stupid COVID. I was FaceTiming with him and he goes, Dad, I've been listening to your show. I said, you have? He goes, yeah, I wanted to see what you had to say about GameStop. Well, I'm going to stop you before you get to that and talk about something more important. You know, similar, because, though, isn't it? Yeah, very similar. Very, as you so. know, on this program, we tell you what. Don't buy individual stocks. Don't make bets on particular companies. Don't think you can see the future better than someone else and buy those companies that are going to do better than the market. Right? Right. Right. Wrong. 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 What? I'm changing my entire investing philosophy. Let me please explain, if you will. Oh, my gosh. What am I going to do now? I had a few dollars <laughs> left after trading my young daughter's Roth IRA. Couldn't fit the right number of dollars into the right number of shares in an exchange-traded fund I bought for her. So I had no. a couple bucks left. And I thought, well, you know what? I'll just roll the dice here and put it on a company that it has to be considered a value stock, right? I'd rather buy the stuff that's beaten down. Has to be, right? Yeah, I mean, this yeah. is a company sure. that's hey. in the entertainment business. It's really basically out of business right now. And it had just borrowed a billion, basically a billion dollars to sort of keep the lights on, if you will, for the next, what, six months or something? I'm talking about AMC theaters, right? So I decided I'll put some money in that. Yeah, it's good long. You like their it's theaters? A couple of bucks. Yeah, it's been good. I I think this could be a blockbuster trade. So I went ahead and did that, and it, it turns out that look, in one day, yeah, I'm ready for my close-up. I mean, this is phenomenal. <laughs> I bought the stock. Wait, at you $4, bought it yesterday? Four dollars and seventy-eight cents. And I got up this morning and looked at the looked at the big screen and Boom! It was trading up two hundred and sixteen percent. Two hundred. How I, you know? It's I, weird. I do well with my investments, but not generally that well. I'm looking at the chart, and I got to tell you, there is somebody playing these stocks because at four p.m. Eastern time yesterday, Wednesday. Yeah, you're listening to this. It's Friday, so it's two days ago. Uh, yeah. What day is it? No. What day is today? Today's Wednesday. It's the 27th, right? When yeah. we're recording this. Yes. So you'll hear the show on the 28th. Okay. Tom did this on the 26th. At 4 p.m. Eastern time, AMC Entertainment stock, symbol AMC, was $4.96. There you go. In, in, uh, when it opened this morning, it opened at $16.11 a share. 
proving that I am an incredible investor, proving that Peter Lynch, Warren Buffett, and the rest are now watching me for my next pick. So basically we're turning Vestry into a stock picking firm? Yeah, I don't want to make that. Oh, yeah, mm. I've got to be careful about where we talk about that. So, I, those of you who know us well enough to know that this is we're doing this. This is this is, this is a joke. We are yeah. not stock pickers. Yeah, yeah, because if we were stock pickers, we wouldn't put it in AMC. We'd put it in GameStop, right? Right, I mean, exactly. Stop the presses. Here's a company that's making some money. Yesterday at 4 p.m., coincidentally, GameStop was at 148 dollars a share when it opened. On Thursday, Wednesday morning, the twenty seventh at nine thirty a.m., it was at three hundred and twenty-two dollars. That's what you call a healthy overnight gain. I generally only have referred to that with my weight, but still, that's something. Okay, what? But if you look, you see somebody's <laughs> GameStop in the system. Yeah, exactly. They're gaming that thing has the been system. Up and down. All over the place. And uh, okay, why are we talking about this? Well, here's why I'm talking about this. Because the numbers still astound me. Now, in a general period of market behavior, somewhere between 10 and 20% of the stock trading is done by individuals. It, the rest of it's done by institutions. It's done by mutual funds. It's done by hedge funds. The big bucks with the big research, with the big brains, right? They're the ones buying and selling stocks because they know way more about what might be next for AMC or GameStop than you and I, right? But here's the thing. In the first two weeks of the year, Don, almost half of the stocks were bought and sold by individuals. Almost half of the activity was done by the little traders at Robin Hood and Schwab and all those places that are getting people excited about buying stocks. And that leads me to that worry. I worry that, but then on top of that, it's worse because guess where else they've been trading? Penny stocks, penny stocks, they are <laughs> booming. They're back in, but you thought they might be gone. I mean, this is the kind of stuff that made Jordan Belfort, you know, a, a lot of money, right? While well, the ripoffs, et cetera, that he did. Uh, and yeah, Jordan, if you want to come after us, please do. But I oh, mean, he stocks because he knows he's a he's a con artist. He's been convicted of being one. Thank you. I'm so I can defend myself. Yeah. But this is outrageous. The amount of money that's moving around with these little tiny. I mean, not that AMC or, or GameStop should be traded this way, but penny stocks really, Don. Not that any of stocks? them. Not that any of them should be traded this way. What this tells you is that there's a lot of stupid money out there, and it's just stupid money. And here's what's going to happen to all of you who decided to, who decided to, on Wednesday to get in. <laughs> yes. it, it, we're already seeing it. In after hours trading right now, AMC Entertainment Holdings, I hope you sold. Did you sell? No, I'm locked in. This is a long-term right. value. A AMC stock Entertainment for me. Holdings is now down uh -oh. 19% in after hours oh, trading. No. <laughs> I've given up some of my 210% return. GameStop is down 13.5% in after hours okay. trading. So yeah. what's happening is that um, all of the real investors are just sort of taking advantage of you guys. And the cheaters already took you. They front ran you. They bought a bunch of stock. They played the price. They got it to go up. They got all these bulletin boards and Reddit things all hot and bothered. And they took you for a whole lot of change. A whole lot of change. You are never going to get rich quick playing stocks. Stop doing it.
So what you're telling me is that that my close up on the big screen is basically over when it comes to AMC. Yeah, the theaters are oh, okay. pretty empty anyway. Even if you got up All on right. the big screen, no one would see you. <laughs> That's a good point. Let's talk about the things we do believe when you own smaller companies or value companies. Yeah, we think you should own them, but you own them by the thousands. You own them in a mutual fund or exchange traded fund. You don't trade them. You don't hype them. You don't get caught. And by the way, I'll be interested to see how the short sellers come out of all this because apparently GameStop was the short play. You don't pick stocks. You don't chase hot ideas. You don't get caught up in the emotion of any of this stuff because it really is a way to stop your investing game. That's how I look at it. If you have questions, you want us to answer them, well, you should call us at 855-935-TALK, 855-935-8255, just like this. Um, this is my question. I recently I recently turned 56 years old. I transferred my prior portfolio with T. Rowe Price over to my company managed portfolio with Fidelity. And um, they say they're fiduciary, like you talked about, and... The bulk of that I requested in aggressive or semi-aggressive stocks because I am 56, but I um, would like to retire at 62 and live off my retirement until I could get Social Security. There's currently about a million and a half in that transferred funds. So I'm curious what suggestions you would have. Was going with Fidelity a good, Fidelity a good idea? Um, I thought I would retire at uh, 60 to 62, but now I love my job. So maybe, maybe not. Anyway, um, I look forward to hearing what you have to say, your suggestions. You guys are so flipping funny. Ciao. <laughs> so flipping funny. I like that. Well, huh. That's kind of a mm, T-Row price to fidelity. Okay, good with that. That's fine. As a matter of fact, that's probably better because at Fidelity, you can get some very, very inexpensive index funds. And I mean, really inexpensive. A couple of things, though, have us confused, I think. And I bet Tom's with me on this. You said you wanted to be aggressive. Aggressive? Aggressive. I'm very, very French. You wanted to be aggressive to semi-aggressive. And then in the next sentence, you said, I'm 56. I want to retire at 62. Now, by my math, that's six years. Are you sure you want to be that aggressive? Are you sure? And, and I don't, those are just, those are words. Tom says this all the time. Those are just words. They don't really mean anything. Go to TalkingRealMoney.com and take the risk quiz. Uh, get some feel for what kind of risk you can really stand to take. And you might not want to take as much as you think. Because remember, risk means at some point you're going to feel like you actually lost a bunch of money. Yeah, I mean, this is the other part of all this. Let's just assume you have a million and a half, and then uh, you are aggressive. You're 80% in stocks and 20% in bonds, for example. That portfolio in a bear market could lose, I don't know, 40%, 40% of its value. Yeah. So now instead of having a million and a half, you've got <laughs> less than a million. I mean, that's the thing. People put it in numbers so you understand it. But I'd like the risk quiz idea. Part two is... I, it's tragic to take Social Security at 62. In fact, uh, there's a lot of discussion now nationally about how Social Security should look different in the future. I think one of the no-brainers is 
and you wouldn't do this tomorrow, but in maybe 10 years, don't make it available to anybody under the age of 66 or 67. But here's the thing. If you take it at 62, that's the benefit you're going to get the rest of your life. In other words, there are going to be some small increases for inflation, but that's basically it. And remember that with normal inflation, the cost of goods and services doubles about every 25, 26 years. So now that benefit isn't going to be paying nearly the light bill it did before. Number two, if you wait, you get an 8% a year raise and there's no investment I know that makes that sort of guarantee. Finally, Don, I think for anyone like this, she's working on things that, that that are important, but here's the part that's more important, having the plan, yep. really sitting down and saying, what am I trying to do? What am I trying to achieve? The asset allocation, the taking of social security that becomes part of the plan, but that's after you have the kind of, I want to quit in this many years. Here's how much money I need. That's what you're solving for. A great a company like Fidelity, I would think, would help you with that. If not, a great registered investment advisor fee would only. make the fee only. A fiduciary would make the planning center part of all that. The rest of it would be afterwards. So, good luck. But I would. Uh, there's a couple of easy fixes, I think. There. Yeah, and and one of the easy fixes I see right off the bat. You can. Why wouldn't you want to wait until seventy? Since you have a nest egg of a million and a half dollars. You can retire at 62. Just up the amount of money you take out of that one and a half million dollars and take that bigger social security paycheck down the road. That to me seems like the perfect plan. But again, you probably need a plan to see what kind of income you can take down the road, uh, what you need to take and what you can take from your portfolio. This is why And people say, well, why is it so important to have an advisor when I'm older and it's not so important when I'm younger? Well, because when you get older, the the calculations become far more complex because now we're starting to deal with real scenarios that you're going to have to live in the very near future and your planning has to be much more precise much more and by precise. the way we've got a great way to get all that started you can join us just a few weeks from now at retire meet america saturday february 20th we touch on all of these topics thank you for that fanfare we touch on social security and medicare and long-term care and investing for retirement and retirement income we bring in some of the best people in this business paul wow. merriman who's done so much david booth who founded dimensional fund advisors 40 years ago which has become one of the most popular mutual funds in america that you may not have heard of it's all available. It's all online, Don. It's all virtual, and you can sign up absolutely free at Retire Meet. I always say two E's. Don's going to say you can type in It EA. works either way. <laughs> RetireMeet.com. We sure hope you'll join us for that, and it's, I think, going to be the best event ever because – uh, not just the quality of the speakers, but the, the fact that we have different tracks. You can follow different people. A lot of great information. You how many five-hour energies did you have? Your enthusiasm <laughs> just wore me out. That's Holy cow. I think you got worn oh. out just thinking about the McDonald's of Scotland because you said something about going to France to hand off your kilt. I got a little nervous about that. I just wanted to get the thing done. So, What did you just say? <laughs> I don't even know. What did you just <laughs> Well, Kilt? 
<laughs> you you were saying something about your French accent. Oh. I thought you were trying to move the McDonald's of Scotland to France and wow. hand off your kilt. I don't know. That's what I, what I got out of your whole French. How accent many? No, thing. honest, honest to God, how many? Crazy. How many five-hour energies did you have? Really? You know, Come on, I, tell I the lost truth. Track. Come on. I, you Come get going on. It's like it's like sitting down with yeah. your friends on a social yeah. occasion. You, you know, you know, they track. have a they have like a thirty-two-step program for that five-hour energy <laughs> yeah. addicts and anonymous I'm on step. 12 so please be kind <laughs> you still have so many steps to go so many indeed i do indeed I do. <laughs> all right yeah join us at retire meet we'd love to have you and you know you can't beat the price guess how much it is it's free okay nothing not a nothing zilch and of course send in your questions by either calling 855-935-TALK or go to talkingrealmoney.com send it in there at our contact form and of course please tell friends relatives neighbors anyone run up and down the street the street the street run up and down the street <laughs> screaming listen to Tom and Don on Talking Real Money and uh, if you like leave a review keep listening thanks for being there that's Tom Cock I'm Don McDonald this is Talking Real Money We hope you realize that the information provided on Talking Real Money is for educational and hopefully enjoyable purposes only. Providing personalized financial planning or investing advice takes time, so please consult with a really good fee-only fiduciary investment, tax, or legal advisor. We know a good one. Investing must always involve risk. In other words, you can and probably will lose money at times. Also, as much as you want it, no one can accurately, consistently predict the future. So, past performance doesn't tell you a darn thing about what the future will bring. Unlike many other programs that say something similar, Talking Real Money is not trying to get you to buy or sell any financial products or securities. Instead, the program is provided as a public service by Vestry, a fee-only registered investment advisor. Thanks for listening, and please visit TalkingRealMoney.com for more information and disclosures. Are we done now?